Okay, tonight we want to spend time to do two major things. One is we will do reflection from the last time we we're online. And then we are going to do reflection on what we have learned in the 10 days. And everybody has to say something, what you have learned, because we cannot go on if we don't know what we are learning. So don't mute yourself. Oh, okay, that's Sister Carol, she will come back. All right. So uh, I will encourage everybody, we are all going to talk. And uh, mm -hmm. I want you to look at the messages that have come and what we have been learning on Tuesdays. Is there any correlation, any agreement, anything that enlightens your understanding between the Tuesday Bible studies and the presentation from the various ministers that came? So that's how we'll take our reflection tonight. Amen. Amen. All right, who will go first? I'll go first. All right, go um, I'm, I'm going under uh, in the where you where Joseph and his father and his brothers uh, finally met, and how he loved them so much that he didn't take out any, um, he didn't hate them, he loved them, and how he missed them, and he missed his father, and he showed them how to live. In the in in the Egypt, how to tell the when they were asked where they wanted to live, they told he told them to tell them that they to go they want to live in Goshen because the land they wanted to keep the sheep, the herds, and the flock there. Um, um, Joseph used wisdom to 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 help his family and to help the 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 how to that they would not be attacked and they were separated from from um from from Egypt they were living in Goshen so um after that they they uh they 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 even got from the king uh land, he got the land but they got um gold and silver to you know this I think they were given this so they would stay away because they're the one who was taking care of the flocks the sheep and the goats and, and they smell so they didn't want the Egyptian didn't like the smell of of of, of the animals so they, they stayed away from them um this is how I think that Joseph connecting it with the 10 days that Joseph abide in God he, he listened to what um, the Lord speak to him and he tried not to do anything wrong to hurt or to quench or hurt our father um, um, hurt God's feelings or um, to 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 to, to um, bring any shame on himself and even also he didn't want to do anything he wanted to stay in God's grace and um, how he um, moved how he helped all his family to do that. He also um, learned about um, the the water that they, the, because of the with the plague, the water that they, their water did not 
have uh wasn't have didn't have the blood and because they follow direction from god um it also i also said that um seeing that that when we abide in christ and abide in christ and christ is abiding us we will then get answers and we get um we'll get what's the word um we'll we'll get answers from from what we're asking for and, and how god will heal our body and our mind and soul to to um to uh to, and give us more understanding. And when we abide in him, he opened up and he showed us a lot more and, and showed us a lot more because I didn't understand the abiding although you read the Bible all the time about um, I am the vine and you are the vine and all that. I didn't understand until on um, Thursday, Tuesday, um, when our mother was Monday, that when um, it just like opened up and I understand it even better when he, that he was teaching um how we need to stay in the word of god and if we stay in the word of god then it lives in us it lives in us that we can even just read it and say it, you know um <laughs> and, uh, um also that the um that when we um keep the word of god we could always have the word of god in our hearts in our mouth that anytime we come, we always remember what to say and how to say it. Um, that's as far as I got right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Shall we all appreciate it, Sayu Lily? All right. Okay. All right. Who will go next? Oh, good, Dr. Pauli. All right. Um, you, you said we should give uh, for the reflection that we received um, your last reflection. And then go on to say what we learned, or can we correlate it with what we learned from the, the speakers that were in house? That's what you want, Dr. Pori? Yes, we want comparison. We okay. Want to learn from so, the um, Tuesday that you see it coming up from the speakers as well. So, so um, what I learned, you know, you always. You have uh, to speak talk a little louder. You're always talking. Uh, you, when you teach us on Bible study, you talk about um, our, when we serve, we should do it with honesty and sincerity. You also talk about covenant, that you know we are either covenant keeper or we are covenant breaker. Um, and you, you know, you, you said there are repercussion, you know, when we keep covenant and when we break covenant. And, you know, I remember uh, Sister Beverly asked a question about covenant. And you went on to talk about coming to Bible school, uh, studies, this covenant. Um, you know, like when we pay our tithes, we know that's, you know, a covenant. And, um, you know, you went on to list different kinds of covenant. And then when the first speaker came, um, 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 Dr. Mal what is it, Prophet Malik, when he came, he too spoke about the covenant. When we remain in a covenant with God, our God will multiply us. You know, he said God want to multiply us, but, you know, and make us more fruitful 
but we have to remain in covenant with him. Um, then um, this, I think this, that was one thing I learned, you know, from, um, you know, what you talk about covenant. I know I related to it because, you know, if we don't keep that covenant, how can we, um, how can we be multiplied and how can we be fruitful if we're not keeping the covenant, you know, with, I look at the tithing, you know, for one, you know, one thing, you know, if we're not paying our tithe, how can we be fruitful? How can God multiply us? You know, because there's a saying that, you know, when we give, we get. And when, you know, we pay our tithe, you know, God will rebuke the devour for our sake. So, you know, when we when we tithe or when we pay our tithe, you know, we are in covenant with God and he could bless us and multiply us. Another thing, when we come to Bible study, which is another covenant, as you stated, uh, we study the word of God. And the Bible said for us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. And when we study the word of God, when, you know, as the second speaker said, you know, when we, and the Bible states, when, you know, we abide in, in Christ, we also become fruitful. So, you know, when we, in a covenant with God and we fellowship, we study his word. Yes, we become fruitful. You know, we produce fruit. And, you know, you talk about us, you know, that we should not be like the fig tree where when Jesus wanted to, you know, fruit from it, it was, uh, there was no fruit. It, it didn't bear fruit. So that fig tree was cursed. And then you talk about the repercussions of covenant, which is either blessings or curse. And, you know, we don't want to put ourselves in a predicament where we'll be cursed because we're not in covenant or we are not, you know, abiding in Christ. And um, it, it went on to um, the part that stood out for me more was when um, Dr. Wally came and he talked about, um, he talked about um, dominion. You know that that really speak to me more the dominion part of it because um you know when we um you talk about dominion that um we had dominion and it there was one thing that stand out in my mind where so we can have uh power with God but not power with man you know um dominion. When he talked about dominion, he said, what well, another thing he said that stood out to me was when he said, um, like, you know, when, you know, that the enemies are always after us when God is, you know, like pouring his anointing in us to, you know, like, um, to what's the word that he used? He, he said, um, to contaminate. No, he talked about, um, this, this, is it displace us? This. Mm. Um, to this is it displace us? We talk about our feet. Um, well, anyway, like the enemy is always the the enemy will always fight us, you know, because the enemy know how we could, you know, if God is you know pouring his is anointing into us, we could reap havoc in the kingdom of darkness. So the enemy will always, you know, fight us to try to stop us, to silence us so that we doesn't uh, progress, that, you know, we doesn't, um, you know, um, what word do I want to use? It, you know, it, it, the enemy will always fight us. Then he, um, he said we should not be careless with our, uh, our values, 
you know, um, when we, you always talk, 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 you always, you know, tell us that when we get a prophetic word, you tell us a bunch of things about prophetic word. You said we should write them down. We should go over them. If we doesn't understand it, we should, you know, go to somebody that understand it so that they can break it down for us. If we get a prophetic word and it doesn't sound right to us, that we should, um, instead of getting angry, we should, you know, go to, you know, like yourself or, you know, Reverend Peace, you know, for them to sit with us and go over it with us. And, you know, like if it's something that, you know, we don't want to hear, you know, just ask, you know, for help and ask, you know, for prayer for it. And um, you tell us that sometimes some prophetic word might seem, it sounds good, but then we don't know what we have to go through. And also that some will sound bad, but then it will, it wouldn't be, you know, as bad as it sounds, you know, when it is manifested. And um, it was talking about the prophetic word that when we receive prophetic, prophetic word do we understand when God speak to us and you know how are we going to understand when God speak to us if we don't come to Sunday school if we don't come to a Bible study if we don't study the word of God so you know I see the importance of coming to Bible study and um, even Sunday school fellowshipping one with another so that the word of God will abide in us where we'll be fruitful because if the word of God is not abiding in us, we cannot be fruitful. And, you know, we cannot multiply, you know, multiplication, fruitfulness. Um, then um, another thing that he talked about, um, when he talked about the birthright, um, you know, how Esau sold his birthright because he didn't know what a birthright meant. And there are, there are, you know, well, I use myself as an example. There are times when, you know, there are words or things that I don't really understand. But when we come to Bible study or when we fellowship one with another and it explained to us, then we have a better understanding of what the word of God is saying to us. And, you know, like you always say that, you know, it will enable us to rightly divide the word of truth so that when we hear script, when we hear doctrine that is not sound, you know, we will quickly identify, you know, doctrine that is not sound. And um, when God give a prophetic word, it will manifest. And, you know, we might try to change it or others might try to change it, but it will manifest because here he thought about um, Esau and Jacob um, when the two twins were fighting in um, their mother's womb and um, uh, Rebecca, you know, went back to God and she said, what is happening? And um, he said, um, there are two nations uh, fighting and um, the oldest is going to serve the youngest. And, um, you know, like, you know, uh, the, when uh, was um, um, Isaac, when Isaac was going to bless Esau, which is the firstborn, he, um, he, you know, he went on to say that God, um, you know, his discernment, his discernment was black. You know, he could not discern that it wasn't uh, Esau that was receiving the blessing, but Jacob. And he, in the Bible, he says, he said, you know, you know, when he felt um, the arms, his arms, he felt the hair, but he said the arms felt like Esau, but the voice is that of Jacob, but he couldn't discern that it wasn't Jacob. So 
here uh, we saw where, where Jacob got the blessing of the, the firstborn instead of Esau, you know, which was prophetic. And um, he went on, you know, you talked to us about firstborn, that, you know, we, we, when we are firstborn, it doesn't mean that we're necessarily the first, you know, you know, born by birth. But it could be firstborn in a different aspect, like it could be the first person in your family that, you know, have a degree, or it could be you are the first one that become Christian, or it could be the first of different things, you know, and sometimes, you know, we are robbed of our, you know, like firstborn, you know, blessing, you know, because, uh, you know, we're just, we are robbed of that blessing. So, you know, but then, you know, like if God, when, if, because God, you know, you know, gave that prophetic word, it was fulfilled, you know, so, um, but, and then he said the firstborn blessing could be, you know, when it's robbed, it could be, it could be bought back. And we know Christ uh, died on the cross, you know, to purchase our salvation. So, you know, our firstborn blessing when, you know, it is robbed or when we are denied our firstborn blessing, it could, you know, be bought back. But, you know, for it to be bought back, we have to be in right standing with God. You know, we have to, um, you know, we have to be in right standing with God for the blessing, you know, to be bought back. And um, what is what I want to say? Um, uh, um, he went on to talk about, he talked about, uh, um, uh, that's what I, that's basically what I learned, but, you know, I learned the thing that stood out to me more than anything is that we just have to be, you know, in right standing with God, you know, God is a covenant keeping God. And when we become Christian, you know, we enter into that covenant and we have to remain in that covenant, be fruitful so that we will multiply, you know, be faithful, sorry, <laughs> sorry, be faithful so we could be fruitful and multiply our stuff, great at the party. That's what I learned. Amen, amen. Shall we appreciate Evangelist Sarah? Okay, okay. thank you very much, Evangelist Sarah. Who will be next? Welcome, Dr. Party. Yeah, everybody's talking, so. All right, I, I will add a little bit to what um, Evangelist just said. Um, so we, we she mentioned the covenant of multiplication from our first session with Apostle Malik. And um, he said that God made a, a covenant of multiplication with Abraham in that he told him told him that he would be the father of many nations. And um, he spoke of how God increased Abraham. And he also said that God did not intend for us to live uh, our lives based on our wages, but that for us to live out of our inheritance. He said that when the spirit of multiplication is upon you, Um, we are no longer doing the work, but it is the covenant that is working in us. 
And when God blesses us, he causes us to be fruitful and be in a position of uh, more than enough. Um, and then when uh, Dr. Ken spoke concerning, um, concerning Esau and Jacob, he spoke of the blessing that uh, Jacob experienced after um, after he received the blessing from his father and he had to leave because of the threat on his life. But as he was on his way to his mother's brother's place, he encountered God there. And he made a covenant with God also that if the Lord blessed him on his way, he would give back to him a tenth of what he gave unto him. And um, even as uh, the covenant of multiplication was established with, uh, with Abraham, Jacob, as he sojourned in a foreign land, also experienced... Um, multiplication in that even though his uh, his uncle sought to rob him, uh, the Lord gave him strategy for restoration in that everything he set his hand to would prosper, would multiply um, many times over. And even though his uncle he sought to hinder him in that Every time he prospered, he sought to frustrate him in the way he changed the rules of the game to try to, to frustrate his blessing, but he was not able to frustrate his blessing because the Lord God was watching over, uh, over Jacob and was causing him to be fruitful regardless of the attempted frustrations of his uncle uh, Laban. Therefore, he increased abundantly um, in, in a foreign land. And then when we, uh, when we studied the life of Joseph, we saw where the, uh, that blessing for multiplication was also with him, even as God gave, gave him strategy for increase. Because... As they settled in the land of Goshen, and as as the famine continued, and and as the people ran out of money, they they had to uh, give their livestock, and and, and 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 in order to get food, and and therefore, um, this was an inheritance unto the uh, the children of Israel. So, the the riches of the the the, the people were transferred over unto the children of Israel as they brought their livestock. And, and the fact that they were settling in Goshen was, was very um, strategic because they were in a place where they could uh, really um, take care of, of the, the livestock that was being given unto them. So uh, the, that covenant of increase that was established from the time of, of Abraham transcended uh, 
down from generation to generation. So um, for, for Jacob, he Isaac experienced the blessing. Uh, Jacob experienced the blessing, and, and, and Joseph also experienced the blessing for multiplication um, as they sojourned in Egypt and were getting ready to leave for the promised land. So when they left Egypt, they left with great wealth in abundance. So that is my contribution. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. All right. Everybody, I appreciate the Minister of Prayer. Yeah. All right, who will go next? Thank you very much, uh, Sister Carol. Who will go next? Mm. Everybody has to talk. Everybody has to say something. We are doing reflection. 10 days. 10 days of ministration. We are looking at what we learned that correlate to the Bible studies. Okay, I'm going to go name by name if you're not going to talk. So, Beverly, Tava. Yes, Dr. Paul. All right. Just give me one second. Um. So I um starting with um uh, Dr. Uh, the first uh, Malik, Pastor Malik. Um I I well first of all, let me just say thank God I was able to come out. Um we when you uh, if the week before that we went and you went into deep about what well, you've been going into talking about covenant, but the week before that you actually, uh, people actually, I think I, I, I got it, you know, I understood it much better, uh, versus, uh, the promise, uh, like if we uh, say to, to God, if you do this, I'll do that. Or I can do it, do this Lord. If you bless me, I can do that that's a uh, a promise that i make but when god makes a covenant with us he may ask us to get up at a certain time in the morning to uh pray he may ask us to do something that he feels that is you know that we should be doing and when we obedient you explain to us that a covenant is the obedience unto god uh and we should, uh, we should practice this on a continuous basis. So when P Apostle Malik, Malik came, uh, it tied in to the Bible teaching that we have been getting on Tuesdays and throughout, you know, the um, ongoing. And so it it was uh, it was it was like an eye opening, not. Uh, eye opening, but it was like a refresher as to what you have been stating, telling, uh, explaining to us about the covenant of Abraham, the covenant of Isaac, the covenant of Jacob, Jacob, 
And these and the covenant is what when we obedient is what break the yokes of bondage. So we may and, and our obedience unto God, it brings about a change in our life. It brings about correction. And that's what uh, you explained to us. And Pastor Apostle Malik came in and and it was almost like if he was told to say it, and I know you just kind of laughed at me and said, Sister Belvedere, are you kidding me? <laughs> but it was just like, I had, you know, I had never seen that happen like that, uh, that so quickly. And it was an amazing uh, situation for me because I, I really want to be obedient. I really want to ask God for, uh, for more guidance, for more correction. Uh, because uh, the teaching has helped me. It has helped me to break the uh, division or the division that, uh, the spirit of division that comes on uh, in my generation, uh, comes on in my family generation. Uh, it's a division that separates me from uh other, you know, from the family sometimes, or the division that, and there's nothing that I have to do, that spirit of division will come on and I can recognize it. And I have to ask God to uh, destroy the yokes of bondage. So, but the covenant, getting back that, that a covenant, God brings us together when we are under the covenant. He ties, he tied Abraham, Isaac and Jacob under the, because Abraham was obedient, you are obedient. We, you, we will be under the covenant that God has given unto you, to you, Dr. Pauline. So when we are obedient unto the covenant, coming on Tuesdays, being obedient, speaking and saying, but we remember, uh, it helps us to uh, understand better and not have to uh, figure, uh, be confused or uh, have the enemy making us think that we are so I appreciate that uh I think that to me that's what I kept on seeing because I, I remember but as you were reading you know uh explaining it and teaching on the teaching you kept saying that uh Abraham accepted the responsibility that God put on put on him Abraham was obedient oh Abraham uh, followed the 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 word the the lead whatever what God asked him to do, and because he was obedient, his generation under that came after him was uh, was obedient. Um, it followed him. That covenant followed him, and I believe that with my mom, as she was obedient unto God, the covenant that she had with God, it 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 falls on me to be obedient as well. And I remember that you were saying in uh, Dr. Ken that when uh, you grow was growing up that you your parents had a, a covenant that they that as being the firstborn, you would do this, 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 this. And and when the covenant was not uh, practiced uh, you may have gotten some licks being the firstborn. The firstborn usually take the licks, the hits. Uh, but the covenant that they sought for the generation of the family line 
started with you and you, they wanted you to be an example of what that or what 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 the covenant they had they you know that God had given unto your father and so I believe and your mother and but I believe that the covenant started with with your family with your father and it came under you on you and then you it continued through the generation line and so that's the same as Abraham and that's the same as Apostle Malik was explaining I mean um, you said why do I dwell on that because as God is speaking to me about the covenant about my covenant with him um, and if I when I'm disobedient I have to continue to you know I ask God for forgiveness anyway, but I want to not just keep continue to ask God for forgiveness because he gives us a certain time to get it right. And, and the timing is now, uh, the timing that uh, where we're at in this world. So I don't want to continue to ask for forgiveness and then continue to don't, you know, and, and, and not make strive to, to do what God has asked me to do so that was very important for me I take away that I take away that uh, very seriously and that's why uh, at Bible study I was able we able to ask questions we able to uh, you know have a personal conversation with you we don't feel comfortable and um, and that was so important to me I didn't get to uh, I know that uh, uh, it was a bishop I uh, can't think of his name, but I wasn't feeling good that week. And I know he talked about the water. Uh, I, I, I will cut in the Bible so to get more of that, but I don't, I, I'm not going to elaborate on that because I didn't get deep into that. Uh, God allowed me to, you know, to be able to come and just sit, but, uh, uh, you know, but it was, it was a, it was a, a, a great experience to be, in the midst, and I say that you're not selfish because sometimes some ministers, pastors are selfish where their people go and meaning that it's not selfish, but they're particular, but they also don't bring in different speakers. And I remember when Hagen and all of them, we used to have, not have to go, but we went because they were talking about faith and faith was the substance of things hoped for. And evidence of things not seen. So when we spoke about when we were able to go to these to to the to to the minister to the um, conventions, we would go because we wanted to hear the word. And that kind of remind me of where I used to what I used to be able to go doing Hagen and doing uh, various ministers uh, pastors. And so you're not. Uh, selfish, you bring it, bring in different pastors, I mean, uh, apostles and pastors and bishops, so that we can get a sense of not just being here at the overcomer, but what other people are being taught other places, uh, like you are teaching us. So I think that's important that the teaching that we are getting is not limited within the four walls of where we're at but it's being spread out uh, in other uh, areas of the, of, the, uh, of, of the world. The gospel is being spread out and it's being taught. Whatever we are getting taught is being taught over there. So we don't have to say, oh, I wonder if they're doing something different over there. Maybe I'll run over there. 
so um, and 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 you bring them in, you bring the the pastors in so that we can get an understanding that whatever you're saying, this the next one that's that's believing in God is saying the same thing. So uh, we don't have to run around and try to get more. You know, uh, uh, I mean, it's always great to visit somebody if you feel let God's leading you to do so. But I think it's important that we get the teaching here. It's important that we be stable in the word. It's important that we understand the word so that we can practice the word because the word is what cleanse our mind. It's not Dr. Pauline that's cleansing our mind, that God is speaking to her, but it's the word of God that cleanses us and changes us and, and, and changes us into the person that God wants us to be. And it comes to you. So I thank God for that. Amen. 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 Shall we all appreciate Sister Beverly? Yes, Amen. Who is ready? Otherwise, I'll call names. Who is ready? Sister Andrea Jr., are you ready? All right, Dr. Paul, now we'll give you a little louder, but I hurry. Okay. Speak a little louder, please. I will, because I'm. Okay. Um, Dr. Apostle, Apostle Malik, he spoke about um, the river that's flow and all we must receive it. I'm sick. He said that. Um, I'm not hearing you. I'm up. Are you far away from your device? No, I'm right on my device. You hear me now? I don't know, maybe the, the office is echoing. You are still at work? No, I leave work. Yeah. Um, he said there's a flow from God. I say we must receive it. That's what he mentioned. And then he said that God is saying there is a steadfast flow. And he said the devil take it away if we don't. Um, the devil take it away, take away our joy. And he said that we must spend um, 30 minutes praying every day, spend time and pray. And that can refresh our mind, you know, so we can get the flow from, from heaven. So we don't, we don't um, study to pray. We won't be able to have a connection with God. And then he said that, um, I personally, um, Malik said that he brought us, he brought us back to the door. So we, he said, he brought me back to the door if you find the door, you can you cannot you cannot find the door. You, you have to go. What you do is is send you back, right? And it says sometimes God has to take you back, brought brought you back from. Sometimes God has to take you back to brought you forward. You know, like sometimes we have to know where we're going, and without God, we can't um we can't go nowhere. So. With him, we have to hold fast in him. And, and then he said, when you go back to the door, then you will know what God wants you to do. Then he mentioned, um, I didn't ever catch a part of this. He was mentioning um, the root. Um, when the water begins to tuckle down, 
um it's flow it like sometimes we wait sometimes when we plant like it when you're in a church some people like we go different different places that's what i get from it we go we go different places and sometimes god plant us there and we tend to want to go all over the place and we have to be careful um with that and then and you said, uh, you said that going to church doesn't mean, you say, go, if you're going to church, doesn't mean that you are in the flow. You have to have a connection with God. But without a connection, you can't have the flow of God in your life. Uh, he said, God wants us to bring us to a place called Elam. And he said, if you, if you have, you have to be like a palm tree that flourish in the midst of all of it. So, what I really, what it really stand out to me, cause sometimes, um, um, when God want to do something in our life, we tend to go look different direction, and God is is showing us ahead what's taking place. But you know, we tend to do blind eyes, and without His connection, we can't get through. So we have to make sure we have a connection with God. Okay, all right. So let's appreciate Mrs. Charles. Okay, next. Sister Lily. Sister Lily. Sister Nisha. No. Yes. Okay, good night, everyone. Good night. Okay. So <laughs> what I take away from it is that um, when Dr. Ken spoke about, you know, intercessory, how do we intercede on, on behalf of others? When he spoke last Sunday about, you know, just by doing medial things, things that, that doesn't um, give you any recognition, whether you fix the chairs, you sweep the floor of the church. If you just hold the gate as an usher, that's a form of um, intercessor, intercessory. Um, you know, it's a form of inter of inter of interceding. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I also remember when we when you spoke a lot about you know the covenant. What is a covenant? Um, the covenant is an agreement between us and God. And God is a covenant keeping God. And even when we are not faithful, God remains faithful um, unto us. And the scripture reminds us that God chose us. We didn't choose him. And the Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died on the cross for us. I also, um, you know, before I thought that, you know, Jacob was really a thief. You know, in that that he stole, <laughs> he stole. Um, you know, the rights of um, his. He stole Esau's birthright, but not understanding um, the full, you know, prof prophecy of how it it really, um, how God had ordained it that even though Esau came out of Rebecca first. Jacob was the one that would get the firstborn blessing. And, you know, I remember, you know, learned um, some time ago that Jacob is a thief. 
you know, and that always stand out in my mind, but the way how Dr. King um, brought it across um, to us, I realized that Jacob wasn't a thief, but that, that was how it was ordained for it to be. Um, as his word tells us that um, the young, the older shall serve the younger. So, you know, it was ordained for Jacob to be the person who will get the firstborn blessing, even though he was not the first one who actually came out of his mom. Also, you, you taught us about the, um, you know, another touching back on intercessory again, where the in, it, prayer is like a courthouse where God is the judge, Jesus is um, our advocate or the person who is um, petitioning for us and Satan is the prosecutor. So that was also brought back, I think, by Dr. Kentu um, when he spoke, when he um, outlined all of that to us in the same manner that you, you taught us. Um, and you know, what I also um, take away too is that before I used to mainly pray for myself and my family, but then when doctor can challenge us that we need to intercede for others instead of only praying for ourselves, because in so doing, we put our personal needs aside and we stand in the gap for someone else because we need to stand in the gap for someone else because someone else is standing in the gap for us. All right, and those are the few things I, I would share tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Shall we appreciate Sister Nisha? Thank you, Sister Nisha. Uh, Sister Carol Adams. Evangelist Adams. Are you still at work? All right. Sister Shala. Sister Shala. Dickeness Monica. Wow. Is everybody awake? <laughs> Sister Monica. Dr. Pauline, this is Sister Carol. I am at work. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's have somebody else. Dickeness Monica. Sister Shala. Sister Yulili. I went already. Oh, Sayulili, you spoke already? Yes, ma'am. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, whose number is 119 are you at work or you are home? Yeah. All right. What is here? Home or at work? Which one is here? I'm here. All right. Yes. Um. 
there's three speakers. Um, they bring. I can't hear you, please. Can you speak a, a little louder? The three speakers brought to home um, the teachings that you have been teaching um, for, for a while now. Um, as a matter of fact, it's like all of them touched something of um, your teaching. The um, apostle um, Malik, he spoke about the fig tree. And um, recently you have been saying that the fig tree was planted at that specific place because Jesus would have had need of the fig tree. And when it came for him to, to reap from the fig tree, the fig tree was not bearing fruit. And um, so the fig tree was cursed. And um, Apostle Mali spoke of the the fig tree that it was cursed because there was no fruit on it and then um he also um spoke you know you, you always talk about stagnancy and um exactly i'm not hearing you can you speak a little louder um i'm sorry i i had put my device closer to me um he also spoke about um the, the desire for us to grow, that God desires us to grow and that we should have a vision. And um, he continues to talk about um, fruitfulness, that um, if, we do, if we detach ourselves from God, we will die. And that um, when there is evil, around it messes up with our um that was that was good good man that was good man no he continued to talk about yeah there's something he said that really got my attention you know he said that the enemy doesn't rob you of everything at once all the time he said, because the enemy is a deceiver and that he wants to distract us when he's robbing us, the enemy will take from us a little at a time, a little at a time, a little at a time. And he does this so that we are not aware that the enemy is robbing us, you know, is taking vital things from us and it's not until when everything is gone that we realize that we have been robbed and so he will take our joy a little at a time he will take our peace a little at a time he will take our 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 moments with christ a little at a time until we realize that you know we're just dried up or we're just not in the place where we're supposed to be. And in the same breath, he said that the enemy hits us in one spot until there becomes a hole. And, and from that hole, you know, it's like just everything falls through it. And um, that takes us back to the word where the, 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 the enemy comes to kill to steal, kill, and destroy, but God comes that 
we may have life and have it more abundantly. And then um, Bishop Goodman, he, he, he starts off by letting us know that the key to spiritual fruitfulness is to abide in Christ. And um, he also touches with covenant. And um, it was just as everyone said, just recently you were discussing um, covenant. He also said that we have to learn to um, be a goalkeeper and we must know why we are doing what we are doing. And um, I remember recently you were saying that a lot of people think that it's a sin to ask God questions, but it's very important for us to ask God questions because if we don't ask questions, we won't know what we're supposed to do, we won't get the understanding, we won't understand, we won't understand the instruction as to, um, as to what God is asking us to do. We won't know how to go about it and we will make a lot of mistakes because we think that it's a sin to ask God question. And here Bishop Goodman himself is also saying that we must know the why, why we're doing what we're doing um, and um, why, why we must be willing to ask a question why. And um, we should trust God in, in, the, in, the, in the outcome. And um, we have where, um, was it Jamie that um, talks about it? And then um, uh, Dr. Ken came in and, um, oh, the, there was a night when um, Bishop Goodman came in and he was focused on soul winning. And, um, you know, you too, you have been insisting on, um, evangelism for a while, the importance of evangelism, the importance of telling others um, about Christ, you know, bringing others to the knowledge of Christ. You have also been insisting on evangelism and Bishop Goodman, he came in and he, he really uh, whipped us about um, soul winning, um, that it is important for us to um, win souls for Christ. It's important for us to seek the lost. Um, as long as they are alive, we should seek to, 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 to save the lost. Um, he, he kept um, um, letting us know that soul winning is like discipleship and the church is not bearing fruit if it is barren. Barring in the sense that no soul is coming into the church. No, 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 we're, we're not seeing the need to bring in new souls into the church. So as, a, as Christians, each, each and every one of us have a responsibility to share the word of God with somebody else. Because it said we're getting, we're getting the word not for ourselves, but to share it with, with others. 
and so um, that that day that really sticks out with us. He also talks about the palm tree, and I remember you have teached you taught on the palm tree so many times. And I remember one Sunday, um, you were talking about the palm tree and just how the palm tree is so very resourceful and that there's just so many products you can get from the palm tree. That's how rich the palm tree is. And, um, and I, I think that was the Easter that you were talking about the palm tree. And here he came and he was telling us that the palm tree, it, it is very fruitful. It grows in many in different soil area and, um, and that it has many, many uses, which you had told us. He also spoke about the cedar of Lebanon and this interests me a whole lot because I didn't know that the roots of the, of the cedar tree runs so far and that the reason why it runs so far is to seek for water. And uh, that sticks out to me. And um, it shows that as Christians, we have to stretch ourselves to gain the the, the 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 growth that we need in Christ. So if we find that we are not watered, we have a responsibility to find that refreshing flow of water as the cedar of Lebanon search for the water. Um, we as Christians too, we need to stretch ourselves to find that 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 water, that well of water and and to know that um the the see the tree can be here and the root <laughs> the root can go so far as he said florida i mean that that sounds so crazy but not impossible but um as he said that if there's a drought and the, and the cedar tree needs water. The cedar tree, the roots will go to where the water is. So he said that so also the Holy Spirit keeps us alive. So the Holy Spirit carries us so that we ourselves don't die. As the, 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 the roots seek water, so the Holy Spirit um, carries us that we do not die and um, we have that responsibility and then pastor ken came and he he talked he spoke about um about jacob he he he, he was really enthused about um jacob and rebecca and a long time ago you you corrected us in the thought that um, Jacob was a surplanter um, because that's the story that everybody has outside. Um, you, you, told, you told us that, you reminded us, bring us into the remembrance that um, whatever happened with Jacob, this was a mandate from God and Rebecca was carrying the vision and she had a responsibility 
to ensure that Jacob entered into the place that God intended for him. And um, Pastor Ken came and reiterated that with us. Um, he reminded us that um, our birthright is very important. And as I, as I was saying, I used to wonder why Esau was so hungry that he was willing to give up his birthright for food because, you know, we told that he was a skillful hunter, um, that he was skillful in what he does. It means that I saw him that hunting just come naturally for him. He goes out there and he, he gets his game. But this day, there was no game. And I'm realizing that God intervened because it was time for a turnaround for Jacob. And I, 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 re I read the word and it says Jacob was a plain, plain man. And that plain man did not mean anything to me. But then I'm understanding now that being plain um, and that he dwell in tents, what I'm gathering is that seeing that Rebecca was an intercessor and he was close to his mother, he saw that his mother was always praying. And so he was spending time in the temple praying. He spent time before Christ, before God, praying, um, gaining wisdom, gaining understanding. So uh, folks may have seen Jacob as weak, but then Jacob's roots were deep in wisdom. He was deep spiritually. And so um, he was in tune with, 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 uh, with God. So he was ready to listen and follow direction. And so he, he was able to capture the time to take over um, from, from, from Esau. And so I understood now why it was important for, for Esau to come home without anything to cook that day. And, and, and what happened, what I'm realizing was that the fact that that day was a day for takeover his hunting probably took him deeper and further away, which make him so weary and tired. So by the time he was getting home, he was falling over. And because he didn't understand the, 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 the value of his birthright, it, 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 it was easy for him to, to say, okay, take it, I need food. And, and then um, the other part of it, when Jacob went to, 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 um, to Isaac, his dad. Um, and he, Isaac realized that the voice was Jacob. And, and he, he, he was not able to go further than that. So now I'm understanding that God also intervened in that, in that, in that, in that sense, in that place. And also everything was so timely because all of that happened after Jacob um, took over the birthright. So everything was going according to plan. And I remember when you taught this, um, this, this session, 
you, you, you brought us to the point where that first blessing that, 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 that Isaac blessed Jacob, it was with reservation. It was with reservation because he was of two mind. You sound like Jacob, but you feel like Esau. But then after um, everything was brought out into the open and they realized that Jacob was the one that got the blessing. And then Rebecca, um, after she heard the, the plan to kill Jacob, and she went to Isaac and said, let's send Jacob away. That was when Isaac truly blessed Jacob from his heart. And he repeated the same blessing, but this time he did it with a different attitude. And you, you brought us into the, to the attention that that was the true blessing that he blessed Jacob. He blessed him in himself, knowing that this was Jacob and he was send him, sending him away. And so um, we, were, we, we got the understanding that truth, with truth, we can buy back our birthright because Jacob was standing in truth when he got the true blessing. When he went in under the disguise, it, he got the blessing, but with reservation. But when he went in with the truth of who he is, he got the true blessing. And so we, 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 we were made to understand that with truth, if we have lost our birthright along the way for some reason or the other, um, we may have done something that took us out of the will of God. We may have uh, done something that caused our parents to curse us or caused our parents' attitude to be wrong, wrong towards us. We may have done something and you know, just you know, stepped out willingly or unwillingly, it happened. But he said, with truth, so therefore, when we have come forward and we have repented, truly, truly repented, confessed, truly, truly confessed and correct our ways, then we can regain our birthright. And so it shows that um, there is hope with God, even when things fall totally apart. And so um, those are some of the things that I took from it. And then he said something, he said, dominion, dominion means power with God and power with man. And without the two, there is no dominion. So we can have power with God, but yet we find that we're not getting any breakthrough with man. And we can have power with man, having breakthrough with man, but finding out that there's no fulfillment in it because there is no, there's no power with God. And so it needs both of it for us to get um, total dominion. And then he said something, he said, sometimes, you know, we are, we, we enjoy everything on the, on the ground, everything from the, the lower ground. So everything that is on the lower branch of the fruit tree we're picking. But he said, sometimes we need to climb the tree. Sometimes we have to face the dragon to be able to destroy the dragon. So sometimes we don't want to meet any, 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 um, 
any any obstacle we don't want to meet any any form of you know fight but sometimes we have to step into the ring and as i said that i remembered apostle malik saying that as warriors as warriors prayer warriors many times God is calling prayer warriors into his chamber. But because we feel that we always have to be fighting, we refuse to take off the armor. And so because of that, we don't get the refreshing and the refilling that we need through intimacy with God. And so uh, as warriors, a lot of us don't know how to be still in the presence of the Lord because we, are, we go before God still in our full armor. And, and we have to take off the armor to enter into intimacy with God because we're not fighting with God. We're going to God for refreshing and for re refilling. And um, so that, that part um, stood out with me. Um, about that so yes that is some of what I take from it thank you very much shall we appreciate Ravanathia okay all right since the others are not uh, are not ready to speak we would uh Pray for ourselves and uh, share the grace. Before we pray, Reverend Athia, any announcements? Um, this Saturday is the second week of Saturday. So this weekend, this Saturday, we should be having evangelism. Um, we have class this Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for those who have registered, and then Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Um, evangelism will be after class. And um, on Friday, we're having night vigil, night vigil at 10 p.m. in the church. So everyone is encouraged to be there. Remind them, is fit washing. It's feet washing, so do not wear any pantyhose. No, you can wear it when you come, you go and change. <laughs> oh, okay. Get ready to change <laughs> if you wait. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, thank you all for tonight, and thank you for participation and support for overcoming suspicion. Uh, you are well appreciated for your presence, for your support, for your contributions, for everything you did to make it a success. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you and we bless you for the knowledge you have gathered so far. Jehovah God, we pray that the knowledge will be applicable to us will be applicable in our going out and our coming in, that we shall be fruitful 
we shall multiply and we shall replenish. We shall bear fruits in your name, according to your word, and that the word that we have heard shall be bread unto us, the bread of life, and shall guide us that we will not depart from your presence and we shall not lose your presence, but that we shall abide in you and you will abide in us. Teach us and enable us to abide in your word. And so together we say, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen. 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 So see, you, see you in class on Thursday evening and then Saturday, Friday night for the night vigil, 10 o'clock. All right. Amen. And Saturday morning. God bless you and have a good dreams and sweet dreams and good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.